Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bookends with Friends. This is your co-host, Parker Moon. Parker messed up on his first try, so I just want everyone to know that. Thank um, you, Brett. This is Brett Irvin. <laughs> Daniel Phillips. And we are a weekly book club podcast. On his first we... try, he said that before we introduced ourselves. <laughs> okay, thank you, Dan. <laughs> We're a weekly book club podcast where we go over one book every month and we make friends along the way. Hey, guys. Making, making some good friends right now. This month's book. We're, we're destroying friendships right now. <laughs> this month's book, Children of Time by being Adrian Tchaikovsky. Yes. Right. You got to start that. this book. Read I Children of Time. I'm getting the audiobook. I'm going to catch up. Okay. It's a long one because apparently that's all we read. I feel like for the latter half of 2023, let's do like novellas. Yeah. Yeah. All all under all under 300 pages or Pamphlets. around 300 pages. Okay. Yeah. Brochures, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> newsletters. Send us your newsletters. Um, that sounds like a good idea. Uh, do you guys want to get into short stories? Our segment where we catch up and talk about each other's lives. Got a lot to catch up on. We do. I feel okay. Well, let's let's address the elephant in the room. We didn't have an episode last week. I'm so sorry. Elephant addressed. I Elephants addressed. Okay, now yeah. we can move on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good. I'm I'm really glad we got that out of the way. That was weighing heavily on my conscience. Oof, God. Um, Get that elephant some clothes. Oh my God. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't think about anything else. Yeah. Uh, is it okay if I go? Yeah. Cool. I mean, you didn't sound very excited to hear yeah, about my go life. Ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't. Don't mess it up. I don't nice. want. I don't want to go until Daniel seems actually enthusiastic about hearing about my life. Uh, Brett, what's up with you? How's your week? I'm just kidding. Oh my go god! Ahead. Tell me about your week. Go. I okay. All right. Um. Uh. Well, what I wanted to talk about I mean, uh, was. Wait, wait, wait! You can't say like something serious and not like funny, haha! Right now, after I was just mean to you. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not going to so bring bad. any bummers. I'm not going to bring any bummers. I could have just made you look real bad, Dan. Yeah. Um, but instead, I'm going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Volume 3. Mm. Is that okay? Yeah, the third volume. Right. Yeah, well, um, and, and specifically, I, I, I wanted to talk to you guys about the music of Guardians of the Galaxy because I feel like it makes the trilogy really special. Yeah. Um, but Maddie and I, we did see the third one, and I think it's it's just the best Marvel thing that's come out in a while, in my opinion, and um, really has solidified. It, it, and of course, this is all my opinion. This is all subjective, but it solidified itself as the best trilogy, like franchise, within nice. all of the you know, 30 plus Marvel movies and shows and whatnot. We were, we were recently talking about what's the best trilogy in the Marvel franchise, like before guardians three had come out. Yeah. I think, I think we had, and I, I feel like I've always kind of, um, fought like captain America yeah. uh, and, and Maddie and I were actually having this conversation recently and she brought up such a good point. Cause well, well winter soldier and civil war are great. She's like captain America. It, the, the original one is kind of just okay. Like it's yeah. kind of just there. Um, well, and when yeah. she said that, I was like, that's you're right. Like there's no arguing that, but I, think I said, three... said Spider-Man, but yeah, I Guardians oh, yeah, that's right. was yeah. a great, you know, it was on pace to be good. And I've heard this movie is very good. Yeah, it's it's super it's super good. Um, uh, I was thinking Thor, but just the second one as okay, the best yeah. trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Have, have, you, have either of y'all seen trilogy. it yet? No, I've not no, seen it. No, not yet. 
Okay. Um, and I don't, of course, I don't know if the audience has or has interest. So I won't get too heavily into spoilers or anything like that. But it's it's very good. It it was emotionally devastating, but like in a in a really good way. Hmm. Um, like it it breaks you down, but then puts you back together. Um, so it wasn't like it it wasn't like a movie that like it leaves you feeling despair at all. Yeah. But it it really really uh, was character driven, which I appreciate especially because i feel like sometimes with these big like franchises and sometimes with just like disney properties in general they get so large that they lose the small scope like storytelling like personal storytelling right characters become like props basically right, props to set up for the next right. thing right uh exactly and and this one um it didn't do that. It told a very character family driven story. And I think all three of them did that, but the music just once again was used so well in like in tandem with all of the scenes. And there are specific scenes where these, like the, the music is just like glued in my brain now. And I think will be, and I think that's it for me, it it's just such incredible uh, storytelling because like, I, I can do that with all of the movies, right? Like there's yeah. individual uh, scenes or moments in those movies um, where it, it like will, it, it's stuck in my brain um, specific, specifically like the opening sequence of guardians where Chris Pratt is like dance and the, the first yeah. one where he's dancing yeah. um, to come and get your love. Um, and then uh, uh, like the, uh, I can't remember the name of it. But the Brandy, Brandy is that the name of the song from yeah. the second um, movie? Brandy, you're a fine girl. Yeah, the oh one that ego. Yeah, it's like about Peter's wife. Anyways, well, and I, Mr. I mean, Blue Sky when oh, Baby Mr. Blue Bruce. Sky is great too. Yeah, that's the other intro song. Um, but I mean, d- just just really good. There there's some Beastie Boys in this this oh one. Oh my god, Ooh. does it yeah. give you some sabotage? Uh, it it's not sabotage. Um, Intergalactic. There's. Yeah, there's there's a I, this is this is a little bit of a spoiler, not really, but there's a Beastie Boys fight scene, that's and so it's good. just Ooh. it's just everything I ever I'm wanted. Down for that. So yeah, that's that's uh, it's yeah. been on my brain, it's been on my uh, Spotify playlist this week, and that's why I wanted to talk about it. Yeah, I got a notice. You know how Spotify will like pop up with ads every once in a while and be like, "Hey, here's something you might want to listen to." It was just a picture of Groot, and it said Groot, Groot, Groot. Groot, Groot, Groot. And it was a link to the playlist for volume three. <laughs> wow, like, that's, oh, that's cool. incredible marketing. Yeah, I was like, that's what is going tier. on right now? Well, go go watch that movie and then uh, listen listen to the, the playlist or vice versa. I uh, had a harrowing uh, interaction with the police on Sunday. <laughs> Brad, did you get arrested again? <laughs> Um, I can't I mean, take can Brett seriously when he starts his short stories. They're always like, he's always getting into these like social experiments with public Wait, okay, employees and on. the police. Wait, Wait before you <laughs> go any further, Brett, can we get, can I get five guesses as to what happened? Yeah. Do you want to know where it was or just? Yes. Yeah. Give us location. All it was at Garden. Furman. Okay. Furman University. Okay. They thought you were, you were a student and you were sneaking into the student center to go potty. No, but that sounds so like spot. Like I, f- I could see that happening. Yeah. My guess is you were walking because I know you, I know you like to walk, uh, yep. like get your exercise in. And I think you were stopped 
because there was suspicious activity going on on campus and you looked like someone who had committed a crime. Close. Um, It wasn't... I wasn't the subject. I was like a A side character. You're a witness. Okay, tell me. Yes, I was a witness. Um, I witnessed a very minor, minor crime that slowly escalated into something that I thought I should stop and like watch to make sure that I could be a witness for the person just in case something bad happened. Okay. But so basically I was walking. So you're correct about that. I love to walk at Furman. Furman being a school near us. It's yeah. really pretty to walk. It has at. a really cool like trail walking trail around this cool lake in the middle of campus. Um, but I was walking and I saw this truck. There's like one corner of it where there's a parking lot next to like the student center or whatever. This truck pulled up, he missed the turn into the parking lot, and he reversed like 10 feet maybe, 5 to 10 feet tops. So he reverses, turns left into the parking lot, goes about his day. Everybody does that. Everybody's missed a turn and been like, crap, and had to reverse real quick. A firm and cop comes over the hill flying over the hill. Oh, and with it, turns on his sirens and like whips in behind the guy and... I was immediately like, you've like, what's going on right now? And I was standing kind of like, you know, 20 feet away on the sidewalk. Yeah. And the cop walks up to him and it immediately gets really escalated because the guy in the car, rightfully so, was like, you've got to be kidding me that you're pulling me over right now. Oh, I thought you were saying he was running from the police like no, 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 prior. No, no, no. Oh, no, I thought no, you were no. saying he was like he like did like a like a pull in the lot move to try yeah, to, to like, like fake fake him out. Yeah, fake I wasn't him out. gonna mention it, but I was like Parker's reaction was really big just then. To no, that's that right. <laughs> it the does kind of sound. Sorry, like that. I think I misheard it. I thought whoa, you were saying he whoa. like whipped into the spot. <laughs> well, no, it, I mean, it, the cop overreacted super. So that's why I initially thought that something was going wrong because yeah, he was yeah, going right. so fast and. Right. It's just that he he just must have been bored. Yeah. But um, long story short, the cops, the cop and the guy were kind of going at it. It was very much like a power move by the cop who was like license and registration. And the guy's like, dude, just tell me not to do that again. I backed up like five feet. Do not do this right now. Like, this is stupid. And then the cop was like, don't give me any attitude. And they started like yelling at each other. And I was standing off to the side like, should I videotape this? What do I do here? Um <laughs> And so I just kind of hung around as a, just in case someone needed to talk to somebody. Just yeah. so I, because I, I honestly felt bad for the guy because yeah. he shouldn't have been pulled over. But the cop called backup, and like I said, they must have been bored. And did you was, did you get your phone out? Well, I had so I had it out because I was like, at a certain point, I just kind of like stood off to the side and was just like pretending like I was like doing other stuff because I didn't want to just like sit there and stare at him. But I had it out like I was just like on it, just like listening kind of to what was because I had my AirPods in. So it probably just looked like I was doing something else. But I was listening into the conversation, I guess. I don't know if that's eavesdropping, but basically the two backup cops walked up and started talking to me and asked for like what I saw and all the stuff. And I was respectful it was one of those things where I was like building myself up. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to defend this guy. I'm going to be like, that was stupid. And I was like, I know, I know he's, he's doing his job, but it was kind of, it was kind of crazy that he pulled him over. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, Brett. <laughs> but no, I was, I was, I was like, yeah, is I was, you know, 
I know he's doing his job, but uh, I thought it was kind of wild that he pulled him over. He only backed up like five feet. I guess the cop thought he was reversing all the way or some stupid thing. The two the two cops asked for my like what I heard and what I saw and stuff like that, and then they're like, "Oh, well, you know what? That's what we have body cams for." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I guess if they're on, you could have been a defender <laughs> of peace and justice." Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. I just I was hanging around because the guy was he was the the driver was getting really upset, understandably, but it yeah. was one of those things where it was like okay, I am worried about him because of how, like, rebellious he's being to the cop. And I know it's yeah, just like a Yeah, it seems cop, like dumb cop, like, dumb person to me. Yeah. At least from my experience, escalation never helps with any any situation like that. Right, yeah. And so I was like, maybe I'll stick around just to, just to make sure. But I think they cleared it up. The cops kind of, like, dismissed me, and I just, like, hung off off to the side for a little bit and... I think they made him, they just like asked him to leave campus or something like that. But yeah, so. Well, that a was true my, hero, honestly. A true hero. Brett. You're, you're, <laughs> no. bra- you're brave for that one. I called my dad and I was like, man, I really wanted to like stand up. And he was just like, yeah, I would have told him to like fuck off. And I was like, well, I wish I could have said, said that. I did that exactly. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I made you proud. Yeah, me too, dad. Um, <laughs> Well, next week for my short story, I'll share my uh, my cop story with you guys. You have uh, a cop story? Doesn't everyone? Come on. <laughs> Wait, I, I th- oh, I thought you meant like a recent story. Oh, no. I, I have oh, a cop yeah, I was story like, from the past. Not no, not okay. a recent one. No, no. I'll share, oh, okay. I'll share my cop story next week. Okay. This week, uh, since we last recorded, I have been to not one, but two Taylor Swift concerts. I've spent six hours watching Taylor Swift in concert. Nice. Because Nicole d- drug me to both of them. Uh, drug you? Drug you. <laughs> I say that more as a joke because I am uh, a big old Taylor Swift fan. The concerts were very fun. It's, it's a good show. Like, yeah, they looked great. Man, it's a good show. So the the first one we went to, we went with uh, uh, a bunch of other people. Matt, Maddie was, was one of the folks that joined us. Um, it was in Atlanta. We were like pretty high up in the stands but it was still really good mainly because mercedes-benz stadium is just like unreal that stadium super nice it's very so new. nice uh very very new craziest thing about that stadium by the way concessions are unreal like Expensive? i got i got two large sodas that are refillable because they have the refillable stations and two hot dogs and it yeah. was eight dollars i was blown away wait what $2 per hot dog, $2 per refillable soda. Are you serious? That's the craziest part of this entire story. It's not going to get crazy. A, that's a, that honestly right? is incredible. That's, that's almost I, worth the $1,000 you paid to go to Taylor Swift concert. Okay, well, let's be honest here. I bet that there's some there was something with like Taylor's team that was like, you guys need to not do exorbitant. You know, I thought the same thing. And then we skip over to Nashville the next weekend for the Nashville show. Oh, no. And it was back to like $8 <laughs> per like 20 ounce soda that's like kind of hot and you can't refill it. Huh. Uh, the Nashville show, uh, the show starts at 630. There's opening acts for an hour. Taylor comes on at like 730 and she performs for three hours. It's like she she goes in. It's a three hour long show. In Nashville at six o'clock, it starts 
uh, thunderstorming and they can't perform if there's lightning in the area and lightning stayed in the area until 10 p.m. <laughs> and that's when Damn. we were able to go back into the stadium to watch Taylor. She she delayed our show by three hours. Uh, we missed the which, opening. Mind acts. you, is your your 11 p.m. right? Because this was a, yes, a time which zone is difference. Yes, 11 p.m. You're a sleepy boy. I was so sleepy. Also out of money because I had to keep buying concession stand food uh, all night long, which was very expensive in Nashville. Dang, they didn't even do like a deal for yeah. all oh, the people no, no, that no, no, were no, there. No, 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 no. They, they ran out of food at one of the concession stands. They were like, sorry, we're out. And I'm like, wow, you guys really made your profit today. Good job. <laughs> yeah, that seems evil. They should have given um, out food for free yeah. or for the really, discounted cost. really sad part is uh, Phoebe Bridgers was the opener in Nashville and yeah. they skipped the opening acts. And no. I was so, so upset. Uh, yeah, that's devastating. It was uh, the first two nights. It was Phoebe Bridgers as well. It was Phoebe Bridgers that would come out and she would do uh, two of her songs. And then the two other members of Boy Genius came out and they did two songs. And I was nice. like, man, this is going to be the best. I'm like, this is why I'm excited. And I missed it, which kind of sucked. Uh, but we were on the floor uh, for the Nashville concert. And there were moments where I'm like, like in Atlanta, t- t- T-Swift looked like a speck, right? I'm spending most of the yeah. time like watching the screens because that's what I can see. There were some moments in the Nashville show you where I was like, contact. man, T-Swift is legit like 15 feet away from me. This is crazy. She looked at you. She's seen both of you. No, I, I waved a couple times and she came over. She never, never She blew a kiss. Oh my God, did she? I missed I it. I caught it. Just kidding. Did it humanize? <laughs> did it humanize her to you? Did it, it make did. you feel like she was a person? And yeah, not like maybe, a monster? Maybe because she just looked like a person. <laughs> not not a not a deity. Not a Eldritch <laughs> horror. Yeah. Um, but no, it was really cool. Cthulhu. It was a good time. Uh, we haven't talked about books at all this entire 20-minute episode yet, so I'll quickly mention that I finished Akatar. I'm officially done. Wow. Um, oh, good. Until the next. Yeah, Can I talk until- about books? I forgot to. Yeah, what you got? Wait, was that the end of your books? I just, uh, I just well, got so I finished, excited. I finished Akatar. Um, I'll say that series, it, it goes downhill, in my opinion. Books one and two, perfectly fine. Uh, you're, I think, you're so wrong for that. Book book four was the best one. You're insane. Book two is the best one, and it's not close. Keep you're this going. Crazy. Keep this going. I think, book two is, I think book two is the second best one. I think it's book two, book... Okay, I'll, I'll, yeah, no, I'll beat you no halfway. No way, I'll, no I'll way you, you don't put book four at least I'll second. I'll beat you halfway. Four and one are a close tie, in my opinion. Book one is an okay book that's 350 pages. Book four is an okay book, maybe a little bit better, that's like 800 pages. So Feyre's personality is like wet cardboard with old stale vanilla ice cream on top of it. Nesta actually is interesting yeah. to Nesta's read a, about. Nesta's a good character. Resand and Feyre can suck it. By book three, I'm so sick of both of those characters. And by book four, I legit hate Resand. He is not a good character. Well, you're Don't you're coming in started I, on this I, right now. <laughs> no, I mean you're coming in with some hot takes, and I feel like. If the, if we have any listeners who are fans of that, that could be a, a a statement that people might have some contention with, Dan, myself included. I read um, uh, uh, Black Sun by Rebecca Roanhorse. Roanhorse, 
which was very unique. It was a the, the setting was like um uh the sun uh, like <laughs> n- no like um <laughs> like Aztec Mayan oh, uh okay. like o- like old uh like Central America but, yeah and it, it but it's it's not it's not actually that that's just like what it's based off of it's it's oh, a okay. fictional world um so the the mythos and the the fantasy characters were very unique the story itself did what i would consider is like one of my cardinal sins of um writing a book which is to say it it was very captivating very interesting did all of this stuff and then at the end left on a cliffhanger before there was even resolution to the point of like i don't know that it was a like in my mind it's hard to say it was a completed story because it really can't stand alone as a story it needs that second book yeah. which so, like it, it which is totally up to the reader um like some people might love that but i i really wish there would have been 50 more pages to give resolution that could have completely swung my opinion of the book in another direction so Did it- i didn't dislike it sorry brett what's up I was gonna say, did it feel like uh, like they couldn't come up with a good ending? Like it was that oh, kind of no. thing, or no? So the the whole time I was reading it, I had like my mind was spinning of different ways that could have been satisfying or could have been like uh, uh, like very obvious character trajectories. And I think the author, like the books, are, it's gonna be a trilogy. Um, the second oh, okay. one's out. The third okay. one's coming out next year. So it's it's it was intended to be this way. There was no yeah. question about it. But it's definitely that thing where like it's not. If if you read book one, you wouldn't be satisfied because none of the characters that you read about in that book had any resolution. Okay. Like, I'm, and I'm, I don't think I'm exaggerating. Like none of them had a full character arc because of where the the book decided to end. So like it, you know, I, I mean, I don't say that as a bad thing. I'll probably read the rest of them, but I'm going to I'm going to shelf it until 2024 when the third one comes out. And I'm definitely going to read reviews to make sure that it's not going <laughs> to let me down. Um, the other yes. book I read was Untethered Sky by Fonda Lee. That was her novella that came out like last month or maybe the month before. Um, and it's about big birds hunting manticores. Oh, yeah. And yeah. what else do you want? Oh, yeah. You know? That's a good and time. It's also, it's a tight 150 pages. That's a good time. It's It was great. It was it's good. Um, definitely unique. Not exactly what I um, expected. Very different than uh, Jade City. Like, completely different um, feel from that. But And this, this might be... Um, uh Fonda Lee rose colored glasses that I'm wearing, but I'm such a fan of of the Greenbone saga and the, the Jade City like series that I think I'll just read whatever she writes now. Right. And and so yeah, I I really liked it. It was it was a great good time. She's also responded to your tweets, so that's huge. She did she did uh I I've since deleted Twitter, so um but I mean, I, it's still that was still cool that she was that like was it was very cool. <laughs> a small time person. And she took the time to respond to that. Yeah. Not that you're small time. <laughs> the no, smallest I like time. that. I'm a small. I'm, I'm the smallest. Time I just person. meant that you're not like a famous. It's I'm an insignificant uh, dust in the annals of time. 
and she's a person who is has a following yeah. and is celebrity. So I get it. I get what right. you're saying. I always appreciate when authors reach out to the dirty, most unimportant people and yeah, yes. their tweets. The scum it's, of the earth. It's charity, really. Yeah, it honestly. is. It is. It was. It was very <laughs> generous. Um, no, but yeah, it was. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Brent has the quote of the week from a book he read. So I'm gonna take the 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 metaphorical ball. I'm gonna. Toss it on over to you. And I um, you caught it. I'm going to catch it. And then do, do I, do I like put it in the basket? You what do I just, do with yeah. It? You can just set that aside. Big guy. Okay. You don't need so that. So I don't anymore. have to shoot. Okay. Nah. Hey, get it out of your mouth. <laughs> hey, Brett. Hey, hey, Brett, put it down. <laughs> okay. So I read, uh, a book by a historical nonfiction book by David Gran called uh, The Wager, A Tale of Shipwreck, Mutiny and Murder. You have you've talked about this before and you I think you gave us the premise a while back on the show and it's like stuck in my brain um, ever since yeah. then. So I'm really excited to hear you give a review. It was super, super good. I uh, it's it's a it's a pretty quick read. Um, I mostly did audiobook for it. Um, it's a really good audiobook too, um, on my walks. But um it's basically um the wager it was a um British naval vessel in the seventeen hundreds, um that was a part of a larger like armada of uh ships called at the time and I never knew that I just thought they were called like like gunships or something like that, but giant ships of the air were called man, man of wars, like man yeah. of wars. And so they were kind of like floating castles. They would like carry, you know, hundreds of hundreds of sailors. And it was just meant for like invasions and stuff like that. So it was a man of war. And, um, it was a part of a larger fleet of five man of war. And it was chasing, this is during, um, a war called the war of Jenkins ear. Which was between the Spanish and the British. That's a cool you said name. this is nonfiction. This is nonfiction. You can look it history, up. History has failed me. I am so bad at, uh, or I, I guess I should say the U.S. education system has failed me because sure, you could have said sure. anything. That sounded so <laughs> fake to me. It's, I thought surely you were doing a goof. Yeah, it sounds like a goof. Trust me. And it's literally the Spanish like took over uh, a British vessel supposedly, and it it's apparently come out. Um, that they like might not have even done this and it was just propaganda to start a war because the British Parliament wanted to start a war. But they, the, the Spanish uh, a military vessel captured a British vessel, vessel and cut off this guy's ear and then sent him back to bring it as a message to the, to the, the British um, like royalty and stuff. And, but apparently it's total bullshit. So uh, it was just a way that they wanted to start a war so they can make money. Um, it's wild. It's a really good read. It It's basically, it was kind of a story lost to time. And this author, David Gran, dove deep into like, he basically, it's from like two main perspectives. Um, one of them being um, a relative of a famous, I guess he was a famous author, but Lord Nelson. Um, he's a famous British like author. Uh, but his it was it's, he, at the time the guy was a sixteen year old like midshipman, which is like an officer in training. 
Wait, hang on. What? What? Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Did you already say when Jenkins' ear what took place? It was, yeah, it was the 1700s. Um, okay. The actual. So basically, the wager was a ship that shipwrecked on the coast, the southern coast of Arge- Argentina, as it was chasing uh, a Spanish fleet, or they were trying to track down a Spanish galleon that was full of galleon stuff, like gold and silver and all that kind of stuff that was on its way to China. And obviously at that time, you couldn't go through the Panama Canal. It wasn't a thing. So they had to go all the way down south around the southern coast of Argentina to get to the Pacific, which was a crazy journey, partially because that's some of like the, which it was just super cool to learn about too. That's some of like the most dangerous waters in the world is between like the, the southern tip of Argentina and Antarctica. Because it's the only water in the world that flows freely around the earth. Because there's obviously nothing in that part of the world, really. So it flows freely and it just maintains speed. And like, so the wind speed there is crazy. The, um, the, the like volume of water and the speed of the water passing through the area is crazy. So it just creates like crazy seas, crazy storms, all that kind of stuff. So they basically, story of shipwreck. Um, and then the journey back for a few different from a few different perspectives, uh, and it's really interesting, um, just in general. And then even when people start, you know, washing ashore and stuff like that, it gets even more interesting because it's like, you know, certain people's word against other people's, and it's yeah. all true, which is the craziest stuff. So it's it's really good. Um, it's like I said, it's from several different like journal perspectives. So, um, but it, it has like a main narrator that obviously talks through the fourth wall to you as a reader, kind of right. like talking about what's going on, but it's really good. Um, Sweet. really, really I'm gonna good. I'm going to check this out. Highly recommend. Um, it's just a, it's like reading a like pirate story, but it's real life or like a, like a grand sea adventure. I need to read more grand sea adventures. They're great. I'm so interested in ocean stuff. So side note, one of the guys who is the leader of the Armada, his name was George Anson. Um, he became later like the father of the British Navy. He like fixed the British Navy, which led to it being the largest empire like ever or one of the largest ever. Uh, but he has in our own state of South Carolina, he has several um, in Charleston there's an entire neighborhood in Charleston named after him. And there's a bunch of streets in Charleston that are named after him. And like the ships that he was a captain of, uh, which I thought was really cool. That's very cool. But I have two quick quotes from that. Sorry that took so long. Um, But I have two quick quotes from the wager. The first, and obviously they're both like hardship based because these people went through hardship. Um, So the first one, I thought you meant like hard ship, like a like a solid ship. You know, <laughs> do you think that's where the word came from? I like couldn't tell you. Times? Go on with the quotes. <laughs> it's a it's a thing to think about. Um, so the first quote is: "Presence of mind and courage in distress are more than armies to procure success." Oh, that's kind of sing songy, right? Yeah, it's that's really jaunty. good. Yeah, it's oh, the the ocean man ships, hard ships. <laughs> um the second one is from my perspective hey, do, you, do you know what my favorite type of ship is uh it's no. friendship <laughs> there was some friendship too in this book and then some friendship lost <gasps> the 
The second one is from the perspective of one of the journalers who is just like a gunner, which is like kind of a lower class person on the ship. But he says, persons who have not experienced the hardships we have met with will wonder how people can be so inhumane to see their fellow creatures starving before their faces and afford them no relief. But hunger is void of all compassion. That's spooky. It's terrifying, right? I liked the first one better. <laughs> it yeah, made we'll me feel warm inside. Very quick note. Um, I'm looking at the quote because Brett writes them down in our little uh, little note stock. And it was a very obvious pirate accent based on how Avo- these words are <laughs> written. Afford him no relief. And uh, afford him no relief. And he didn't yeah. do it. And so I yeah. just got to say that. I made the in the moment thing of I didn't want to try it and sound awful. No, you got to <laughs> give us your best Barbosa if you're going to read a pirate quote. Yeah. Starving before their faces That's and afford good. ye no relief. That's, That's very good. good. Why were you hiding that? Don't yeah. don't hide that under a bushel. I was supposed to say the same thing. No way. Um, okay. Well, we are 36 minutes into <laughs> this episode. God dang it. How do we do this? We should talk about our stuff sooner. Oh. I gave too long of a you can you can just cut most no, of my review of the no, wager. We're keep we're keeping that's a good review. It's valid, it's, a, it's book related. It's a good review. We talked about books, we're having a fun time. Let's talk about book news. That's book, this that's this episode, yeah. right? Um we'll keep this part short because it was a two weeks of short story catch up and we uh we love each other and so you guys yeah. can deal with it. I, I feel like we have two pieces of book news that are very big. Yeah, can I can I Throw, we, just Yes, you go, well, Dan, you go. I'll, I'll plop off some quick ones. How about that? Okay. Um, so the first one, and this is just coming right off of Taylor Swift. So this is something that Brett found, an, an article on, or Parker. It wasn't me. It was one of you two. Parker found it, and then I, I, I did some research. So there's a book coming out uh, on July 9th, and the author is being revealed on June 13th. And because of TikTok and social media and Crazy Taylor Swift conspiracy theories. If you're a Swifty, you know what I'm talking about. People really go in on like Taylor Swift Easter eggs. Uh, the Swifty community has decided that this secret book that has uh, no author assigned to it yet. Um, the secret book is actually a secret memoir written by Taylor Swift. And that's going to be announced on June 13th. Um, it is, it has turned out that this is not true. It's not written by her, but this book currently titled 4C <laughs> Untitled Flatiron Nonfiction Summer 2023, uh, is, is a just name. a random book that's coming out and like two months from now and there's no author assigned to it. And so, and it's a bestseller. Book, and yes, this book, uh, it's currently on pre-order for 45 us dollars and it is the number two uh, bestseller on Amazon right now. And it's the number one bestseller on Barnes and Noble. So this on it, New York Times. Off. it's absolutely popped off just because people thought it was written by Taylor Swift. And it's not at all it's like not even close. That's it's not a thing. It's just I'm really excited. We need to circle back on this after June 13th and yeah, figure out who that was. It. I hope it's a good person. And I hope they take that money all the way to the bank. I hope oh, yeah. they get. I hope they are just having the best of time, rolling, rolling in cash from from this uh, conspiracy. Yeah. Unrelated, unrelated. Um, we are renaming our podcast um, Taylor Swift 
13, 13, 13, Taylor Swift, <laughs> June 13th, 4C Untitled Flatiron Nonfiction Podcasts. Summer 2023. Yeah. Summer 2023. And you can just send us money. So that's the wild one. I've got two really short ones I'll just drop on you really quick if that's okay. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely. Other book news. Uh, so we talked about this a while ago. Super exciting project that's been going on um, with a lot of uh, uh, British actors, but they are re-recording Discworld audiobooks and those are finishing oh, up in a month. Yeah, so uh, they've been coming out with uh, basically a book every like one to two weeks for the past like year. And so they have the Guard series, which is uh, from our Discworld episode I discussed is probably the most like beloved series in Discworld. So that's coming out like two weeks from now. And then they're finishing it off with uh, like the last Discworld books he wrote um, in June. So that that's finishing up. And then the second uh, short thing for me is Sanderson recently did like a recover of his Mistborn series, the Era 1, and he's announced that he's doing the same style of cover for Era 2 with uh, Alloy of Law uh, coming out in the summer. So pretty cool Sanderson covers coming out, even though personally I don't like them that much. I was I did just buy about to say that you, I, uh, did buy them they were too floppy. They're very floppy. Kind of feel like uh, you magazines. Know, I did. I, uh, I I found one at a bookstore after you said Pick that and up? picked it up and gave it a good flop around. I liked it. You like, I like I the flockiness I, I mean, of it. I feel like most people are going to like vibe with these books. It just wasn't really for me. Have we talked about, I, I feel like it's something Parker brought before, but we talked about Red Rising, the dramatic audiobook reading no, of Red Rising. We have not. Um, no, I mean, I think that's pretty breaking news too. Okay, yeah, I saw Pierce Brown posted about it, and so um, he posted like a clip of it, and I was very excited for that. I don't even know if that's out, right? I mean, obviously I the book is out, but I don't know if the dramatic like uh, yeah, I think it was so. just like a sneak peek. Yeah, um, cool. Yeah, check that out. I feel like that'd be that'd be great as a like a dramatized uh, like yeah. full cast production. Yeah, I mean that that just I feel like that'll. It's going to be good. going to fly yeah. off the... I want Severo to be played by just like a little goblin child. Yeah. I want Severo to be played by... Uh, uh, what's the Thornberry's name? Nigel? No. Or no, the... the wap, <laughs> rah, 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 like the... <laughs> wow, yeah. I like that both of y'all attempted to... <laughs> <laughs> Donnie? Donnie. Donnie Thornberry. Wow. <laughs> the bassist from Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Um, man, that's great. Okay, do do we want to move along in book news? Hit it. Um, well, I'll, I'll tell y'all uh, just like a little story because this is this one is nuts. This is nuts, and I hope this is breaking news for some other people. Y'all might have seen it on um, some like I think like I saw it on TikTok first, and I, I heard. Well, I think I heard about it first from Maddie, um, and then saw it on TikTok. But I think maybe she saw it on TikTok also. Anyways, there's this book that's titled. Are you with me? Um, and it was it was released. The author is Darden Richens. Okay. Um, and it's about uh, it, it's it's a children's book to help them guide uh, through the the hard times of losing a loved one. So kind of like oh, wow. helping children deal with grief. And this was yeah. spawned out of um, the fact that uh, Darden Richens' husband. Eric was found dead at the foot of their bed and it was it was 
you know, seen as a freak accident and very sad. So she goes on and writes a book for her kids about um, how to process grief. And an end of story. And super, story. yeah. So, so th- that on when you read when you when you hear that, you're like, wow, okay, um, inspirational. And it Good turns mom. out super not, yeah, super su- super not. Uh, it's actually a crazy, um, very bad horror story because it turns out Darden had purchased a whole bunch of fentanyl pills. Ooh, before like the like the week before. Um, and had laced her husband's drink that she served him, a Moscow mule, and uh, uh, killed him. So she's arrested now. Um, and this this is like breaking, breaking. So because I'm like trying to find more details and they're, they don't really have much out right now outside of the arrest. But I feel like this is going to be turned into a story. It feels like something straight out of... Um, uh, like those like unsolved mystery shows yeah. or forensic files. Like I love, I, I love old forensic files shows, but it, it just, it's, it's too crazy and too weird. And it just feels very like uh, eerie because yeah, right. not only did this person like commit this atrocity, but then she prophetized like, it. When, right. when did this all happen? Is this recent or is this like the book was out for a while and it just like came back up? Let's see. Do you think do you think she had the idea for the book first? She's uh, like, I thought of a great idea. That, Too bad I had great nothing idea. to base it on. That was oh, like the marketing second. for it. So she she was arrested on April 12th, uh, like last month. Um, and but did the murder uh, happen like... The murder happened in March of 2022, so only okay. only a year. Okay. Yeah, this isn't like an unsolved mystery gotcha. for a long time, right? Gotcha. That's wild. Yeah. Those so, poor so kids. Yeah, it's it's really really crazy, and I man, yeah, it it it's just haunting. I feel like those kids are gonna go through. I hope they get in good care and are taken care of, um, because. Yeah, that's it's just a tragedy. The, um, is the is the book like selling more now, or is it like some, like did Surely they like take it, it off the shelves since it's I, like I, evidence? I'm trying to find these details, and I'm having Sorry. a little bit. Of, no, 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 no. You're good. I, I've just I've been trying to like find because I had these exact questions, like you know, I, and I couldn't even really find much on the book. So I'm yeah. hoping that it didn't sell well. I'm hoping that whatever profit or whatever anything is to be made can go into helping these kids somehow right, and right. and she can be forgotten or locked up or dealt with um however the law see fit but Gosh. pretty pretty crazy yeah. story right yeah so so if you're if you're interested it's uh the the murder of eric richens is the the name and the book was "Are You With Me?" and it's That's it's terrifying. Also, the book is like the cover, guys. It's it's a kid playing soccer with a like a man, presumably the dad, with angel wings watching from above. It's oh my pretty God. pretty messed up stuff it, when you when you start to dissect it. So um, that's so yeah, scary to think about. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's cra- crazy town. Absolutely, like wackadoo time. Uh, I can't. I don't. I don't know what's going on with this story, but I'm gonna be following it closely. 
I can close this out here real quick. Well, first, um, the Dune 2 trailer came out. Um, yes. And I'm going to keep I know, saying it. I got to watch Dune, right? I was going to say, <laughs> Dan hasn't seen the first one yet. Uh, he's obviously read the books, but um, it looks really good as someone who really liked the first movie and hasn't read the books. But um, Have you seen the trailer yet, Dan? No, I haven't watched it. Do you know who Princess Irulan is being played by? No. Yeah. Oh, they uh, they like Bella Ramsey. Like, no, they they dropped it in the trailer. I don't think it was known before the trailer dropped. Right. It's Florence Pugh. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, I I knew she was in it. She was cast like uh, she was, was shown she? as like okay. a cast. Um, yeah, Christopher yeah. Walken's the Emperor. So oh, that's cool. He yeah, that's cool. I don't know if I knew that one. I saw yeah, it on the. I saw. Crazy. I've seen some TikToks. Cool stuff. I, you know, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought this because I do feel like I need to read Children of Dune now, (laughs) just so, do you, just so that we can do another Dune or Dune not. That's the Uh, third one. Okay. I want to do. You also read Dune Messiah, right? Yeah, yeah, I read Dune Messiah. I want to do another episode of Dune or Dune not, where I can quiz you guys if it's if it's actual stuff from Dune or if it's made up. What well, if I just let, read... let me know because I'll read it too, and then that way it's just the jokes on bread again, which is fun. Okay, okay, cool. We can suffer. We'll suffer through uh, Children of Dune together. What if I just read Children of Dune and nothing else? <laughs> oh God! Oh, oh wait, that's so funny. Tried to try to expand expound on what's going on in the rest of Dune based on just that good book. luck. Dune Messiah is a wild ride. We work backwards. Yeah, that's how we do it. Right. So I'm going to close us. We started with some pop star news. I'm going to close us with some pop star news because, guys, Dua Lipa is starting a book club. <laughs> and now we're another, we've been moved down the rankings by another one. We're not levitating yep. up those rankings of book <laughs> Very Hello. good. Very good. People people got to chill out with all these like celebrity celebrity book clubs. They're coming. They're coming for the throne. And we're certainly not on the throne. No, we're we're already the peasants. We're like we're the s- we're on the streets, like begging for scraps. And yeah. <laughs> we need it. We need to stop having these people step right on past us towards Stepping the throne. On us. I'm de begging on the streets with the baby right now. <laughs> They're dancing um, on us in the streets. I know. Uh, do you guys think it's easy if you're a like global pop star to start a book club? I feel like it's easy. Right. What do you mean? So, do you feel like it's easy? If it's easy to do anything, if you're a global pop star <laughs> sensation, I thought you, were about you to can do whatever the hell you want. Can you just say, "I want to start a book club"? You know this book? I like it. Yeah, it's, you slap a sticker on it because you got to think like the publishers would love it, the authors would love, would love right? it. Like, yeah. every, everyone involved benefits, and then like I'm sure it's a hobby. Like I'm sure Dua Lipa likes to read yeah. and decided she wants to like connect with her community. The 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 leap. The uh, lepos, the the, le- mm, the 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 leapers, the 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 duos, the the du the duos, the two, the duos. Du- the, the the two jumpers, two jumpers. Um, uh, do we know what like books are on this? Is it just like um, I'm starting a book club and nothing else? The or first book? Let me pull up the first book real quick. Okay, the first book is called Shuggy Bane by Douglas Stewart. Okay. Um. I haven't looked up that book, but uh, I know it's based. I think it's based in Scotland. Okay, is what I Parker, said. And it's this guy's. I think it's a synopsis. I, what you got? It's a debut novel. Is what I is what okay. the article says. 
Dula Peeps is Dula, what they're oh. is is what the fandom has called themselves. You Peeps. know, I thought you were typing the synopsis of the book I told you to type, but that's all right. We'll uh we'll leave that N- for next time. No, no, no. Okay, so there's also um <laughs> Dua Stands just some people say loves. That feels too generic. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get more creative than that. Uh, well, so but then also this says Dula Peeps is is used for trolling fans of Dua Lipa's. So now oh. now there's Maybe that's yeah, we not. Don't, we don't want that. We want pro. See the fan, but okay. So now there's another one that says the fan base nickname is Loves. That feels too generic. Like Drake's is Team Drizzy. Apparently, there's a whole page of these. Oh, okay. Duran Duran so, is Duranies. Um, <laughs> wait, <nope>. keep going. <laughs> wait more. Give me another. Oh, uh, Adele's is Daydreamers. Um, okay. 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 Yeah, I feel I feel like these are kind of all over Roar. the park. A- Ariana Grande is Ari- Ariana Nate Arianators Arianators. That seems uh, fake. These this yeah. seems <laughs> this no, list keep going. seems messed Parker's up. Parker's coming no up with way. these off the dome right now. He's not even reading it. His computer screen's off. Goo Goo Dolls is T-Rex Hopscotch Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, I'm not kidding. These the Goo Goo Gaga's. Like, Cold players, that's the best they had no, for cold play fans as cold players. I mean eh, it's cold play. Yeah. Uh, should we bookmark this? I want more of these. Okay, this yeah, is right. our give effort. me two more. Two more good ones. This is okay, oh, so oh. for those of you who want to stop here, bookmark it. Thanks for listening. Everybody else, we're gonna jump in to the podcast after the podcast where we just We discuss. listen to Parker read off the internet. Yeah. So Fallout Boy's fan base nickname is Youngbloods, which also seems <laughs> What fake. is that for? <laughs> I who could is, I who is I don't that for? know. I I don't know. I do okay, so this one so I've heard this one. Grateful Dead is Deadheads. That's that's like yeah, a thing, that's right? That's real. Yeah. 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 Okay, okay that's, that's your two. That's your two. I'm that's, cutting you off. I'm yeah, cut me off. off. We're we're done. We're done here. Um uh, thanks for listening to a little catch up episode. We're kind of all over the place. Uh, pick up book Children of Time, Book of the Month by Adrian Tchaikovsky. I just made the first a mustard one. joke right there, but I didn't. Catch up. Oh, thank yep. God. I'm pretty sure you did that last time. I did. Okay. Sorry. Um, I think that's why I withheld. <laughs> Good job. Are we the book the book clubians? Is that like what ours is on that? I'm not I'm not saying our real one, but from that website, that's what that website would say. Yeah, it probably would. Um, that's it. Send us uh, quotes of the week at bookendswithfriends at gmail.com for us to read. And then thank you, Jacob Robinson and Maddie Moon for all of your cool music and your cover art. Thank you both. Lincoln Parks are soldiers. That's what they're called, the fan base. Oh, they're soldiers. Okay. All right. Never There's, forget. It's got to be, they've, they've got to add some oomph to it, not just. I, you're right, because you know <laughs> Lizzo's are lesbians, and that's fantastic. Okay, that's great. <laughs> that's A++. Could someone do the outro? And remember, the real friends are the books we read along the way. 